0: Hello everybody, welcome to Tony Time YYC episode 4. This is a long time coming. It's been a very long time since I've posted my previous episode with my guest star, uh, Jeevan Hari. So, a lot of things have happened, uh, but we're not going to get into it. Uh, Montreal had a little bit of a break uh, which isn't really a break. <laughs> uh, I would say based on COVID injuries and uh, just the time off and NHL just being paused for a bit. So that, re- that obviously led to many, many teams actually um, to not play. But can- Canadian games at least. So I know that Montreal had a game today and they had a game yesterday. Uh, today they-, they played against the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. It seemed like it was a way better effort on their part and uh you know it was unfortunate that they lost in overtime with a controversial goal in my opinion i don't think that was a goal after seeing the replay and the highlights uh i don't think that was a goal at all um i think the refs just maybe wanted to call it a night and uh end the game early so but overall bontembo played had another great game i definitely kept the Habs. Uh, in it Um, they were up for a bit so it seemed like it was a much better effort and even yesterday they they got um, some unlucky bounces I would say uh, against Boston which led to them losing 5-1 the score obviously speaks it was like 3-0 in like the first period and two of those goals came from Marshawn like after like a minute each Um, Jake Allen got injured so many many things Uh, but we're gonna Review the games, we're going to review just the Habs, and uh, we have some questions, so we were going to definitely answer those, Um, as well as I actually, for a little bit of our segment, we're going to pick out some 29 very cool and interesting facts about the Habs. So uh, I just want to kind of go over some of these ones as fun facts and some positives for Montreal, Um, since there's very, very few right now. Um, but hopefully, you know, things turn around um, with their new GM. So there's a lot of speculation going around that who is going to be our GM. And it seems like Matthew Darsh is going to be the one who comes in and hopefully leads the team to a new direction to some positives. Um, If he's going to move some people, I'm sure that's coming. But there's a lot of you know, a lot of things are up in the air right now on who's actually going to be the GM. And uh, I would say, like, you know, I don't know much about Matthew Darsh, but I've heard good things, and I feel like him and, um, you know, Gordon can do a lot of great things together and, you know, bring this team to where it needs to go in the future. And, you know, the Mark Bergevan era was great. It uh, did what it could. We got to some really... I guess like pretty far in some playoff runs that we've had um and some that we didn't do that well which is i guess that's the name of the game but <clears throat> i would say mark Bergerman didn't do too bad he made some really terrible trades but he also made some really positive trades. um you know the the one that i can think of that really shocked me was the suban for weber uh one for one and at that time i was a huge suban fan and who wasn't in montreal of course we love suban but uh the trade ended up being really good and um you know for Weber he came in became a captain led the team he's a veteran experience um you know he's a great person in the locker room and he's just that commanding person Like when you see him you know that he's a he's like a captain so um I would say like before the outbreak Uh, So let's go over some fun facts, and so obviously Montreal has played 36 games now, and they are sitting at 7 wins, 25 losses, and actually no, 23, 24 losses, and 5 overtime losses, so because they lost today. Before the outbreak, they were 1-7-2, so that means that they haven't won a game since early December, so that's unheard of. This is probably one in my time that I've been watching Montreal, and like, throughout, like, any time... I don't think I've ever seen them play this bad and the funny thing is that in my opinion they have a great team on paper like not a great team but they have a good team like they have good skilled players so I feel like their record doesn't represent what the team should be like so yeah I would say we'll see what happens Uh, at this point we'll take some positives where we can and uh, let's let's go through some of the fun fact questions or let's go through some fun questions. So, first question is, what do we expect from Caulfield? Well, Caulfield's played on the third line with Paling and Dauphine. And I feel like the line was really productive yesterday in uh, the Boston game. They had some really good chances. Um, you know, they. I think with Caulfield, I think just take it day by day at this point. Um, he, It's a learning curve for him. You know, like you get the season out of the way, move past it. Uh, you went through your downs. And uh, hopefully next season, he lights it up and starts off strong and has a different structure with like, a coach, new coach coming in, can change a mindset, can give more confidence. Um, for example, the Vancouver Canucks and Pudro, like that team just turned around after. So uh, not, I'm not saying that the Montreal is going to have the same effect with the new GM, but I would say with uh, the new GM and possibly a new coach at the season, like, a different team and it's gonna just be a different it's gonna be a whole different dynamic next season so um you never know I feel like at this point my my personal thought for this is why not put Caulfield with Suzuki I've been I get it in the beginning of the season him Toffoli Suzuki like weren't playing that great um they couldn't generate which is fine it's good to line juggle and not keep things very like the same But Marchand and Bergeron ended up becoming all-stars because they played together all the time. So I'm not like some crazy analyst, but in my opinion, you know, I feel like Montreal should try that again. Look what happened in the playoffs. It led them to the finals. Um, They played outstanding. I think that line was terrific. So why not put them back together? So that's that's my thought on that um second question is with Ducharme answers to adjusted playing so one of the Anna, I guess one of the journalists Harpan Basu on uh, Sportsnet asked the question of uh since the time since Montreal has been off and hasn't been playing and with the break uh have has Ducharme and the coaching staff actually looked at different playing styles or had they looked at changing up their strategy a little bit? Uh, and his answer was, like, his answer was, little things to play better. So, looking at the teams playing, um, the losing with the players, you know, injuries, not getting great offensive time, defensively, they look lost, even the past game, like, I would say I watched the Boston game, and it was, I would say something, <laughs> I would say that they could have done a lot better. Like, defensively, they looked, they started off strong. And then they just fell off. And then when they kind of get hammered into their own zone, they look like, okay, like, we don't know what to do. So we're just going to hold our sticks and just hope the, for the best. So uh, at this point, I'm just not, I'm not really thrilled about their coaching. Like I thought, I thought with him coming and getting a full season the t- and after especially the run that Montreal had last in the playoffs, I feel like I there's a huge amount of momentum that we should have had. Uh, And yeah of course Carey Price is a huge loss I'm not going to say anything Like I'm not going to say it's not But Structurally we we, You know That's where you can Tighten up defensively And yeah No Weber But you still have guys Like Petrie You still have Kulak You still have Charad, And yeah You don't have Edmondson But like You have pieces to put in there To make your defensive sound Um, It may not be sound Day in and day out But definitely better Than what we're seeing Right now So I don't know. I personally think that Ducharme, this is going to be his only season. I would say with the new GM coming, I'm sure that they will look at different coaches. But time will tell. So I guess we'll see. Uh, Do I think that (laughs) that obviously tops up the next question? Do I think Ducharme will stay at the end of the season? No, I don't. Um, And many reasons. I just don't think the team is operating at the way that they should with Ducharme. Um, He just, there's no structure in the team and watching them in the playoffs last season I was like okay there's like you can see the team changing and they played as a unit they came up together and they came back and like you know defended and people knew where they needed to be and it was looking a little bit better compared to like Claude Julian and Julian was really good at the offensive and the you know four check and uh, dumping it in and just like cycling and he's really good at implementing them they're really good with they're probably one of the best teams on offensive with course um course percentage but then like defensively same thing they were lost so with Ducharme coming in and the team starting to kind of roll mid-season last season obviously last season was a different one because it only 50 54 games and you can just kind of see the team adjust and kind of get better and same thing we did go through injuries last season but I felt like the team offensively were better sound Um, and defensively they were playing better as a unit to get the puck out yesterday's game was and I'm going based on just yesterday because the first game back at one point you see all three players behind the net like our forwards and I'm looking and I'm just like okay and then obviously Boston's a great transition team so they're like they have numbers coming back so It just doesn't, I don't know, I don't know what the team is doing. So, in my opinion, I don't think he's going to stay at the end of the season. I don't even know if he's going to make it till the end of the season. But, let's see. That's just my, that's just my opinion on that one. Uh, Do I think Price should play or rest for the entire season? At this point, leave it up to the guy. Uh, Price has earned that type of, earned that, voice and earn that respect okay like do i want to play do i not want to play that's up to him and he's gone through a lot this whole season with rehab injury with surgery um and obviously taking a mental break and uh just working on himself i think the price has earned earned, or earned his own opinion on this and it's up to him hey do i want to go in and play and or do i just want to sit out for the rest of the season and we worry about it next season Price is the fundamental. He is the franchise of Montreal at the point, at this point. And without him, it all depends on what he wants to do. And if he wants to play, great. It'd be it'd be awesome to see some type of positive and have Price back in the net. But the way the team is playing, I also don't want him to play, <laughs> uh, just because I don't want him to get lit up. I don't want him to possibly injure himself because he's gonna play hard. And I'm not saying the team's not going to play hard. The team plays differently in front of Price than they do with their other with the other goalies. With Jake Allen, unfortunately, poor guy got injured. Um, but I would say, like, yeah, if he's going to play, maybe put him in a few games and give guys like Primo or whenever Allen is back or Montembeau or whoever else is going to be the backup. But just give him... Give him more chances and just get Price like some type of rhythm here and there because this season is a is a wash. Like we're not going anywhere. We're not. We have no chance of making the playoffs so at this point. Give him some games. Give him some warm ups. You know, let him play. Get get that game feeling again. And if he wants to continue, great. If he doesn't, then we have we have time to decide. And that'll obviously come from the GM and Price and having that discussion, which I think is going to be very important. What would a Shane Wright type of player do for the organization? I think it would do a lot. Um, I don't even know. So let's look at... When did Montreal draft a first overall? 1968. 1968, Player's name was Michelle Plassé. Uh, I don't know if I said it right or wrong, but yeah, based on that, that was the last time Montreal got a number one pick, which was 1968, more than 30 years ago. It's like almost 50 years ago. So I think it's a long time overdue. I think it's needed. It changed the whole dynamic of the organization um and it gives some excitement to Montreal not saying the players that we have are not exciting it just gives them like a number one pick it just brings a different aura to the organization and I think it just brings different excitement and also like it just as much as it would be a lot of pressure for Shane Wright and I'm sure he would realize that coming into a Montreal or most Canadian team markets but Montreal has a different level. Montreal and Toronto are very different. Um, there's very high expectations and it's either you succeed or you fail. And there's no in-between. <laughs> so if he comes in, I hope he realizes and if we do get the number one pick, I hope they realize that, okay, don't put so much pressure on him. And you know, if that team is a part of the whole retool process, then he's gonna be a part of it and they can all kind of grow together and build that chemistry and I think it'll be really good for the whole organization, Montreal, the city, and just the fans for everybody. It's just so much, so much excitement there. And he is a great player. He's a great playmaker. Um, watching him play and how he is in in his uh, in the HL, I believe. Playing for the ohl right now so I, it'll be very exciting to see what happens with the uh, shade right but the last time we actually even had it like i think we've had top five picks in the last decade with gal and uh, kk but this would be something different because it's the number one pick so who knows let's see and i also think that with with getting a shane Wright or a number one pick it also helps relieve some of the pressure off the other guys because now it's not just everyone looking at them it's going to be everyone looking at unfortunately the newcomer the new number one but kind of takes away the pressure of the other players and they can kind of do what they do best and that's play great hockey so i think it'd be really good and it'll be it'll be different for sure but very exciting what do i feel about LaBelle rocket and the prospects so I feel like the AHL team is looking really good. Um, they're they're over 500. They're sitting at 12, 10, and 2. Um, their last 10, they would have done 5, 4, 1. Same thing. There's been a lot of movement because of uh, COVID for Montreal. So there's been a lot of moving up and downs. Plus, they also had COVID. So it's hard to say, but the team is exciting. Uh primo' has have been playing way better consistently. And I think just... The team is looking good. The team is playing strong. Um, you know, each player works really hard, and any player that came up from the AHL, for example, like Michael Pozzetta plays hard every every night, and he's a very exciting player to watch. And he gets under the other player's skin. He fights. He's a great teammate. Yeah, he plays on the fourth line, but he plays hard, and you can see that. And he gives it his all every shift. So those are those are the style. That's kind of what's been been pushed onto the hl or the players that are in Laval right now and i think that's great great behavior great habits to actually bring into the nhl that's what you need to do is work hard every shift and give it your go and make something happen and you know, any of these players even on new year's day watching them play like it was mostly the hl team and they played great they played hard against the top teams and they they were kind of carrying they were still staying with them and we didn't have a goalie and like we had Molten Bowl but we didn't have like Jake Allen and any of that and like any of our top players and they're still doing really well. So it's exciting to see what the prospects and how well they're developing and I just hope that whenever they come to the NHL level that they all just gel really well and have really strong chemistry and who knows sky's the limit. So we'll see what happens, but I think it's very positive in Laval right now. So hopefully it stays that way what are who do I think should get traded from Montreal Wow <clears throat> that is a hard one I think I would be devastated if they decided to trade Brendan Gallagher but totally up to Brendan Gallagher uh, if he wants to if he doesn't want to move and play for a contender that's totally up to him uh, they owe it up they owe it to him he's probably one of my favorite players that I've seen uh, grow into this team uh, he's He's a dynamic player, he works so hard, I love the way he plays, and I'm not a tall guy myself, and when I see him play, and he plays strong in front of the net, and everybody, everybody knows who Brendan Gallagher is. And yeah, he's a pest, and he gets in front of your face, and he annoys a lot of the players and defensemen, but he does a job, and he's one of those guys where you hate to play against him, but you love to have him on your team. And that's what he brings to your night in and night out. And he's the energy of the team. So as much as I would be sad to see him go, I also hope that if he does get traded, he gets traded to a contender and he has a chance to win a cup. Because he's a great he's a great player. And like Carey Price. I mean, I don't even know what to say. Carey Price is... I've seen him... When he first came into the league in 2008, he played like nobody everyone had high expectations for him and he he did good i mean he took out boston in uh, the first round in game seven um being an 18 19 year old and that too in game seven he had a shutout. so against that and yeah we fell short on against philly but that was also his first season and then like carrie Price just grew into like the superstar that he is now and he's a phenomenal goalie and would i be sad or anybody any any montreal fan would be really sad to see him go. But also Kerry is also getting older. He's he's proven himself that he's a strong contender in the playoffs where it matters. And he's proven it in the past two seasons or two playoffs. Uh one the surprising cup run last season and the, even the season before that taking out Pittsburgh and um actually like holding his own against Philly and it was like very close games throughout the whole series. So I would say Kerry Price, if he does decide to go, that would be a sad one. Um, others, yeah, at this point, like, you know, I do I expect the whole team to be gone? No. Uh, I'm definitely thinking that they'll probably keep around guys like Petrie because they still need some veteran experience. They still need some veterans to around the locker room to help the young guys develop and just kind of work around the issues or work around the negatives you can say, in the locker room or you know, just working through it. And I think that's what kind of helped last season is when we had Ker- Eric Stahl and Corey Perry and we had all these other guys. I think it just kind of helped the team calm down and it's okay and then move forward. It does help the locker room having that experience, um, especially with those guys Have won cups before and been in the playoffs and been in the nitty gritty. And, you know, it just these type of things actually help a team get stronger mentally and confidence and it just helps so <clears throat> i think the two the two players that would hurt the most to see them go would be brendan gallagher and perry price and that's just for me uh you let me know if what you guys think um, if there's any players that stand out that you would be really sad to see go um email me at tony at gmail.com Uh, I'm open to suggestions if you feel that this podcast, if you want me to do a different segment, I can definitely do that as well. Um, I love your feedback. Just send me your feedback, email me, and uh, we can maybe change some things around in this podcast. So, like I said, I'm going to give you guys my promise of 29 very cool and interesting facts about the Habs. So, one of them... A founding member of the national hockey league the montreal canadians were founded by j ambrose o'brien on december 4, 1909 as a first team in the national hockey league molson brewery owners tom and hartland molson purchased a team in 1957 and then when the molson family sold the team to george and gillett jr in 2001 he was the only interested buyer now let's pick up some cool ones so in their history the canadians have retired 13 numbers by 14 players. The figure is the fourth highest of any North American professional sports franchise. 11 of them are Canadians. The Canadians won six games in a row between 1951 and 1960, including five straight, a record in 1956 and 59. Maurice Richard has scored 82 goals in the playoffs for the Montreal Canadiens in history. That's crazy. A year before winning their first Stanley Cup, the Canadians defeated the Portland Rosebuds that's how far back it goes of the Pacific Coast Hockey Association. Canadian goalie Ho- Jose well, Jose Theodore was honored with a Hart Trophy in 2002 as the NHL MVP, the first Habs goalie to do so. There's no Cana- There's been no Canadian players with more postseason points than John Belobo. That's why he's still highly respected. Saku Koibu is the first captain of the team who's not a Canadian. <clears throat> and I love the Saku Koibu era. That was one of my that's the era that I kind of grew up and watching him and when he came back and just the way he was with the organization he was he's something that stood out for sure in 1995 was the first year in the past 25 years that Montreal Canadiens missed the playoffs and we all remember that with the Patrick Watt trade and I'll give one more in a season Steve Shutt and Guy Lafleur had the most goals with 60 each so that was also a very good year. So many great veterans and so-, so many great veterans and so many great times with the Montreal Canadiens organization and just so much history. So this wraps up our episode four, and there's a lot of talk about. And we will continue to do this on a weekly basis, and hopefully recap some good, positive games coming up. Uh, we will follow up, and uh, we'll probably bring up what our next topic will be regarding the new GM and what the new GM's direction will be. And once again, if you have anything to, if you have anything, please email me at, tonytimeyyc at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. And I hope everyone has a wonderful, wonderful January. And uh, a great day and just a wonderful weekend. Thanks, everyone. Take care. Bye.